0: Welcome back to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Senior Director of External Communications here at Zebra Technologies. And today I'm talking to Zebra's new Chief Revenue Officer, Richard Hudson. Richard isn't new to Zebra. He's played a critical role in the EMEA region for us, most recently serving as Senior Vice President and General Manager of the sales organization there. As CRO, Richard is now part of Zebra's Executive Leadership Team, And we're looking forward to learning more about his vision for Zebra and the mutual success of our customers. Richard, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Trace. Great to be here.
0: Excellent. I know many people are excited to see you take on this new role, Richard. At the same time, I know anytime there is a change in leadership, the first thing people want to know is what else is going to change? So why don't we start by talking about what you're going to focus on out of the gate? You have longevity at Zebra, as well as 20 years of sales experience in the tech sector. What do you plan to focus on during your early months as Zebra's new CRO?
1: Well, Therese, I think even in the first few weeks, I've uh, been in the role. I've now been out speaking to people in the field and across the various teams. And I, I think I've been fairly consistent with three key things I want to focus on. The first is... Clearly, we need to return the business to growth, and we're putting a lot of focus and attention around trying to drive growth together with our partners in the market. So that's going to be pretty critical cool that as a team, we, we think and focus on that. Second thing, or second principle, I should say that I'm very focused on is making sure that customers and partners are at the center of everything we do. I'm very focused on that. I'm very focused on the channel. and working with the channel to deliver on our vision to our customers. And I think that will be really important. And the third thing I believe in is that we have to operate and collaborate as one team across Zebra itself in terms of our internal functions, but also with our partners in being successful in our go-to-market. And I, I just made a, a comment there about Zebra. You'll have to get used to me using the word Zebra as opposed to Zebra. <laughs> um, but uh, they're the three principles. So growth, focus on customers and partners at the center of everything we do and acting as one team operating together in the market
0: would you say those are the three reasons you were able to and be eager to take on this new role? I should say, do you see this as an opportunity to drive change?
1: Well, I think there's a number of things why I was keen to take it on for for me personally. It's a, it's a great new opportunity. I think for the team customers and partners, I think, you know, I'm very customer and partner focused. Um, and I'm very keen to help the business develop and, uh, sell ultimately solutions to our customers that are gonna give them answers to problems they have. You know, I'm gonna be very focused on trying to drive and sell outcomes, outcomes that solve business problems and trying to be very focused on working with our partners to do that. So, I mean, as to why I took the role on, I think it's a great opportunity for me personally, and uh, I hope it's a great opportunity for Zebra and our partners together to accelerate out into the market.
0: Excellent. Richard, there's been a big push toward outcome-based selling, both at Zebra and in the industry overall. Why is this strategy important for Zebra?
1: I think it's critical um, in terms of focusing around the customer. So I said customers and partners need to be at the center of everything we do. I think customers have problems, pain points that they need solving. And I think If you are able to solve those pain points for the customers they're more likely to want to work with you and buy what you have to offer so i am very focused on outcomes and positioning outcomes as we said i think as our portfolio has got bigger and bigger it becomes increasingly important for us to do that you know to be able to to bundle together from a a customer solution the hardware the software whether that's zebra software or working with our isv partners package the whole thing together to address the pain points the customers have. And so you're going to hear me talk more about pain points specifically and how our solutions can help address some of the pain points that we see in the market. And those pain points are very different by vertical and very different by uh, role in a customer or persona in a customer as we're calling it. So I think it's important that we package up um, solutions for the pain points that individual personas have. And the way we're going to do that is focusing on outcome based selling. And by outcome-based selling, I mean being able to take the proposition to the customer in a way that addresses the concerns
0: they have. Mm -hmm. We serve customers in nearly every global industry, and we know that they're being squeezed from so many different directions to do more, faster, and without spending a lot of money. What advice do you have for our listeners who are in these almost conflicting situations how do they upgrade their systems, modernize their processes, and create more efficiencies so they're better equipped to keep up with demand? And how do they do it when budgets are being cut?
1: Well, I think for everybody at the moment, times are tough. And I think when times are tough, you have to focus on where you can get the best return. And to get the best return, you have to understand the key challenge you have. Is that accelerating customer spend? Is that connecting with your customers better? in a work environment. If I was to give you an example of in a retail store, you know, one of the big challenges we see is making sure that the workers within the store are connected so that they can address customers' problems more easily. And when you talk about connected, that may mean on one level, putting a mobile computer in their hand. On another level, it may mean ensuring that they're able to have the right tasks pushed to them to be able to complete what they need to do in store. On another level, it may be communicating between colleagues within the store. And in in that sense, you know, we'll build propositions around the connected mobile worker, which would include many different products. And I use that as an example, because I think that's something that retailers, we understand are really focused on driving and as a priority for them. But the priority in industries will be very different. You know, in different markets, we'll see they want to connect uh, and understand where the assets are in in the supply chain. How can we help people reduce the cost? So it comes back to raise, I think, to understanding what the customer's pain points are, packaging that up um, and working with Zebra on building solutions to address that. Now, you know, your question was very specific to me, I think, which is what should we be doing to, you know, to address some of these trends and helping customers prioritize their spend? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Ultimately, we're going to struggle to help them prioritize. I think what we can help them do is help understand their pain points and allow them to prioritize Zebra as something that's critical. And I think that's what we're seeing from many of our customers. Many of our customers have uh, problems today, and I think we're in a very strong position to address many of those problems through different propositions to them. Mm
0: -hmm. If customers could only make one change going into this coming year? Change one workflow, upgrade one system, introduce one capability. Is there something you think they should strongly consider? What one change could potentially deliver the greatest return on investment with the most immediate and noticeable impact?
1: Well, again, I think it depends on the industry you're operating within, right? And I think, you know, if you're a retailer, you're always looking to increase basket size, to increase the amount your customers spend with you and ensure you're maximizing share of wallet on one level. And so I think, uh, you know, many of the solutions we have focus in in that area. Um, I think it's very hard again to to nail down to one thing. I think what I would say is, you know, if you're working with Zebra today, then make sure you're asking the sellers who are working with you, the complete proposition and the problems we can help you solve within your industry. It's very easy to box to, to put us into a box which suggests perhaps we're selling or positioning a product, and we absolutely are selling a product. But I think it's by understanding the broader capability that Zebra now has in the market and using that to leverage um, a solution to address many of the pain points you have. Many customers I speak to today talk to me about refreshing their mobile computers or refreshing their printer estates or their handheld scanners. And the reality is we do that well, and we do it very well. In fact, as, as many of the listeners will know, we're number one in most of the markets we operate within. But from a different perspective, I think I would encourage you to to press the boundary a bit further and ask how you can help me with a problem as opposed to how you can help me with a point solution. Because we've got some fantastic products, we've got some fantastic point solutions. But as we've invested in many of these new areas, we can also go much further in addressing some of the customer pain points in the market.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned Zebra's history as being a hardware company, and that's where the company started, but we often hear that it's not always the hardware that sways business leaders' decisions to work with us. It's the support and services we provide, the lengths we go to before, during, and long after deployments to ensure they're set up for success and to help solve new issues that arise. Have you heard this in your interactions with our customers as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's absolutely key Um, that we're able to position and share the complete proposition with customers. I think when people are looking to buy something from us, they're looking not just for a fantastic product today that's leading edge and leading the market, but they're looking for things that's going to stand the test of time, uh, be ruggedized in many instances. It's going to have the support capability behind it. And if you look at our service organization, our support capability now, I'd say it's second to none. Certainly in our industry, but if you were to benchmark it against many other industries as well, I think we have world-class Services we can offer, and and to the point on you know customers what they're buying. In many instances, they are buying a product. You know, uh, mobility for some customers isn't new, and therefore they're looking to refresh maybe the uh, mobile estate they already have. But for others, as you you look to different applications and use cases, they're absolutely looking to solve problems they didn't have before, and to solve that problem, you often need software in the middle. I think. If you think of our recent announcement around WorkCloud and what we're doing in the software space there, I think that gives access to a whole variety of new applications that some customers are using, but many won't be, whether that's around workforce management, task management, or collaboration tools. I think they're all new things that are helping to turn um, some of the products we have into great solutions for customers in the market.
0: Would it be fair to say Richard that it's people who solve problems rather than technology and that anyone who is shopping for technology needs to vet the solution providers or the people as much as the solution components when making buying decisions?
1: Yeah, I think so and I think you know one of the things I'm very proud to say stepping into this job is uh, how proud I am to to lead such a fantastic team, right? And we have a fantastic team of people in the Zebra organization who I think can do just that for you know for our customers and partners. I think at the end of the day, of course, people buy great technology, and I think we have that. Of course, people grow out, buy great solutions, and I think we have that. But I also believe very strongly in people by people, and people by people in terms of what they're selling today, but also in terms of the plan they're they're sharing, the ability to support that plan and to drive things over the longer term. So, yeah, I think people are critical, and the teams in Zebra certainly will hear me say that more and more. You know, I made the point at the start as one of my principles about one team, and one team is about people collaborating, sharing, innovating together within a functional organisation like the one I lead, across the broader zebra and all the functions, but also out into the wider market to our partner community, our distributor community, and ultimately with our partner, with our customers, I should say, who in the end pay the bills for all of us.
0: That's right. Speaking of people, I'm sure we have lots of customers and partners listening to this interview, some of whom may have worked with Zebra for years, and some may just be joining our global community. What is it that you want them to know about you, your team, and Zebra as a whole? Why should they be comfortable working with you and your team? In other words, why should they trust you?
1: Yeah, from a channel perspective, I think personally, and if people were to look at some of the jobs I've done, you mentioned some of them earlier, Therese, I think, um, i spent a lot of time working with the channel. Um, I'm very passionate about working with the channel. And if you look at the centricity um, of the zebra business, it's very channel centric, very tra- centric, I should say. Um, I think if you um, think about the channel more broadly, you know, I'm very clear that it's a model where partners need to make money as well as zebra in that. I'm very focused on things like partner profitability I'm very focused on things like ensuring we train and educate the channel to be able to deliver the proposition in the best way. And once we've delivered the proposition, being able to service and support it going forward with some of the great skills and people that we have in Zebra. So I think trust is something you build. Trust actually is one of my big principles. And I think uh, trust with the channel is critical. I think trust with partners is critical. Trust with customers is critical. And you know what? Trust with our own people. So it's something I'm very passionate around is You know, working with people um, I can trust and they can trust me. I think my track record with the channel demonstrates that over the years, I've been very focused on trying to make them more successful. I think what's also very clear, though, with the channel is the channel needs to evolve with us. You know, I said we're evolving as a business and we need our partners and our distributors to evolve as well. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I've spent a lot of time, or we have in, in this call, talking about outcomes. Many of our channel partners may want to focus on just selling product and that's great right but I also want to be clear we need to build specialist channels over time to focus on some of these new technologies Um, many people will know we've uh, been developing a business in fixed industrial scanning and machine vision that has a specialization behind it our software has a specialization behind it and for those that want to invest with us to drive those specializations I'm very keen to find the right way forward there's also a whole channel community out there that's very focused on influence. That may mean, you know, they don't make margin specifically from selling Zebra, but it helps them complete their offer or portfolio. So you'll see us putting more focus around what we can do with influence partners as well. So I think your real question was around trust. And hopefully I've uh, shared with you, I think trust is, is critical in every aspect and something I'm very passionate about and, and keen that not only am I trustworthy, but the teams and the organizations do what they say and deliver against
0: that. As you say, trust is earned, right? I'm curious from your perspective, Richard, what is the key to earning and keeping someone's trust in business, especially in challenging times when the supply chain is strained or other uncontrollable issues arise? Or for those who are trying to figure out who they can trust, what should they look for?
1: Well, I think with our partners, you you said yourself, Trace, we've had many partners for a long period of time. And I think trust comes through relationships and credibility over time. But you know, we don't always work with somebody straight away that we work with for a long period of time. And so how do you build trust in that environment? I think we have to do what we say we're gonna do. We have to be clear on what we can do, but also what we can't do, right? If there's projects we wanna bid for, we need to be clear we wanna bid, but we might not bid for everything. There's no point bidding for things we don't believe we can win from the start. So I think being very clear in terms of the communication um, and the relationship is important. The relationship, I think, is is uh, critical, but you have to have clarity and communication and a transparent relationship with people. You know, in the channel, you'll often have conflict, right? We need to be transparent around how we manage that conflict and work with people to be open and honest in terms of how we deliver the message, and I think that's what builds trust over time.
0: Excellent. Of course, we're with Zebra. So before I let you go, I'd like to take a look behind the stripes a little bit. You've earned your degree in mechanical engineering, yet you ended up in sales. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because I was always um, through school and uh, my early career, I was certainly focused on the engineering path. But I think very early on, I knew I was uh, much more akin to spending time with people and being more outwardly focused in the market towards customers and partners, So I think the engineering background gave me a fantastic start um, to what I do now. I think it helped me in terms of thinking analytically and uh, problem-solving skills. But I think, you know, deep down, I always wanted to be out there on the front line talking to customers, partners, and uh, trying to sell. So I think engineering is a great start, and and I think in, in our team, we have a variety of skills, right? And I think one of the key things, I think, in any any business is you have diversity in terms of background of thought of process um and so i think that's key but but specifically for me it was uh, engineering and i think it was a, it was a great start
0: mm-hmm. what do you enjoy doing for fun
1: well, what i enjoy doing it doesn't mean i'm necessarily very good at it i enjoy playing golf so i'm uh I'm very keen to try and get the handicap down, although I'm not sure how much time I'm going to get to do it in this role. Um, But for anyone listening who's a golfer, I'd love to, at some stage with uh, customers and partners, get out there and play with you. Um, As I say, not very good at that. And I'm an avid football uh, follower. So I'm a season ticket holder for a team called Tottenham Hotspurs or Spurs, for many of you will know. That's uh, soccer to those in the U.S., football (laughs) to those outside of the U.S., um so yeah they're, they're my two big passions in terms of sports for sure
0: wonderful well as you get to know American football I'll uh maybe influence you on who my best team is maybe you'd like to follow them as well
1: <laughs> well do you know what Therese it's funny because I've although I've uh, been in the UK for for most of my life American football has been coming to the UK so most recently I was at the Spurs Stadium or the Tottenham Stadium to watch one of the NFL games because now we're seeing NFL games in uh, in Tottenham and we've had some in Wembley as well so I've been to a few NFL games, learning about it, but a lot to learn, I think.
0: Yes, yes. Very good. Richard, one final serious question for you. As people around the world pause to reflect on the past year and and plan for next year, it can be just as easy to set aspirational goals as it can be to say that goal is too ambitious. If our listeners want to make tangible progress in the next year toward their business goals, if they want to feel that they have made positive changes by this time next year, what type of things should they be thinking about going into the new year?
1: Yeah, I think, first of all, I think aspirational goals are good. I think it's always good to have a target you want to try and achieve and to aspire towards that point or that moment in time. I think as we look at next year, you know, we need to look realistically. I think we've had a very challenging year this year for for many reasons um we've seen customers slow down their spend we've seen uh, our channel having to destock some of their inventory um, and as we go into next year i'm hoping some of those dynamics will change in fact only yesterday i believe after the holidays in the us the thanksgiving holidays the reports on us shopping uptick seems very positive so i think that's a, that's a great indicator that we're going to see some sign of uh, movement towards uh, improved spending from customers but i think as we think about next year as well we need to be thinking about what are the critical things, even in a tough environment, that customers need to solve, right? I come back to that pain point. Where are the pain points now? And what can we do to address that? I think we need to be realistic in our goals. But I think the one thing I would encourage people to do is, if you're working with Zebra, make sure you're sharing with your customers and partners everything we have to offer. For our partner community, if you were to reflect back on next year, I would encourage you, as I would for our own sellers to say, what have you taken forward this year that you didn't previously? So maybe today you are selling one or two of our products. You should look at some of the solutions. Some of them are close adjacencies to what we have today. Not everything is taking the whole step towards taking, selling workforce management or machine vision or industrial automation. But there are things we could bolt onto the core like visibility IQ to give people better asset visibility of your, of your device estate. There's things like uh, intelligent cabinets. There's many of these things that just a small incremental step. So whether you want to go for the big aspirational goal and really try and go all in to accelerate the overall business, or just take a small step change, depending on what your business looks like now, um, work with your Zebra team to think about what that means for you. And think about doing something different. I'm pretty convinced at some stage, we're going to see a turn in the market. I'm convinced we're going to see an uptick. The actual point of that uptick is, is very unclear at the moment, as we've said on multiple calls. We're not seeing those signs right now from customers wanting to move in and make those, you know, those large deal purchases. But at some stage, it will come, and they will want to refresh, and they will need to refresh. And as a team, Zebra and our partners, we need to be there together, positioned to do that. And when we look back at the end of 24 on the year behind us, I think we need to have made sure we've positioned ourselves from the start. And that positioning really comes back to now preparing our plan for 2024 and getting ready to go out and execute as we go into the new year
0: excellent well richard i always enjoy speaking with you and i'm thrilled that you're going to be steering the zebra customer success strategy moving forward i know you're going to energize the team and continue to drive our focus on helping people solve problems and create new ways of working thank you so much again for speaking with us and i look forward to catching up with you again soon
1: thanks therese i look forward to uh following up with you as well as speaking to many of our customers and teams out there in the fields Over the coming weeks and months. Thanks a lot and see you all soon.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Richard. I'm Therese Van Rijn signing off. Until next time.